0: Whatever it takes. Starks here. Good evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. Welcome to the Fantasy Unicorns Podcast. We're dynasty-driven, but we give you that redraft flavor as well. We have our dynasty rankings and uh, our prospect rankings on the FantasyUnicorns.com. So you guys check that website out with obviously great articles on there as well. Um, if you guys haven't, even to the new listeners, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Write a a two to three word review or more, obviously would help out. And then give us a five star rating. And uh, I guess I said everything there. (laughs) So if you don't have iTunes, that's okay. Just make sure you guys subscribe and support to our podcast. And also, if you didn't know on the website, you can subscribe to our blogs. This is all for free. So whenever an article is, uh, you know, dropped to you guys, then you can check it and, and be notified either from your phone or on the computer. So this episode. As you guys know, I do apologize—maybe one episode a week for the time being. But you know, we're—I'm go- still going to give you some content here. I am running ISO, but that's okay because I definitely want to give you guys some content, including Endgame and also Game of Thrones. Now, I'll let you guys know this—it'll be kind of closer to the Unicorn Court slash Clutch Shot. So I'm going to fair warn you. I'm going to you know spoil. If you haven't watched any of the, either one of them, um, I would say at the end of the podcast when I'm closing up, I'm going to give you kind of my reviews and feedback on that. Um, then you want to close it out. But I'll let you guys know before I get to that. So, again, I'm running an ISO and I'm ready to take people on for a ride. I hope you guys had a great weekend because it was filled with a lot of goodness this weekend. Man, uh, my mind is blown so let's touch up on some of the playoff games that happened all of last week. I won't touch up on everything, um, but one one of the things that sticks out to me is, you know, doing the mock. I'll definitely touch up more of the mock draft for the listener um, that actually asked the Unicorns that. I'll go through maybe a spread of maybe about eight to ten players. Uh, for this episode, because like I said, I I really would like to have the unicorns on to at least one of them to kind of give their feedback on players that was drafted to in this mock. But at the same time, uh, what I can say to you is I'll still give you mine, and then they can still review going back to the last few players. But you know, going to the playoff games on section one here is uh, if you guys didn't see it, I'm sure you did by now. This is like a week ago. So it was Damian Lillard. I'm going to tell you guys right now, that was the best photo for me this year and (laughs) or the meme, however you want to spin it. Damian Lillard, obviously, as you guys know, he's a monster. He's a beast. And I think he even mentioned that Paul George felt like he was he wasn't playing good defense. And man, to be honest with you, he played pretty good defense. But Damian Lillard, you know, to drop 50, he was just in a whole different zone shooting almost from half court. But anyways, when he hit that that game buzzer uh, to close shop on my team OKC, Damian Lillard, I guess Enos Cantor, I don't know what exactly happened. He fell down and he's getting pulled up and he, he looks straight in the camera and he just does this like this serious look with like a head nod. I'm going to tell you this, man. As I was saying in the last episode, this guy... Uh, I I had already started. I mean, I've already liked I've always liked Damian Lillard, but I had already liked him a little bit more. If you heard on the last podcast, just the um his response to what Dennis Schroeder did to him, it was just such in a professional, funny manner that I just appreciated and, and had a more of a love for Damian Lillard. This takes the cake when he was just looking at that camera and making that face, I forgot what meme it is, or even if you guys YouTube it, I don't know what the the, the guy's name is, but it reminds me of the rapper, that they were gassing him up so hard, he was just saying some freestyle stuff, I had to look it up myself, and everybody was just like, oh, you know, like, ooh, you know, in the background, just like gassing him up, pumping him up, and he just had this face, like, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm the man, and just like Damian Lillard, it, 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 it resembled that to me, to a point where I just thought it was hilarious, and... It it was great. So, again, as, you know, me and Doc had predicted a few episodes ago, you know, when it comes to playoffs, that's not my thing to call the playoff series. So, OKC is, is going for, and like I said, I'm not going to put you guys to sleep with that, but Damian Lillard, that is literally the best photo finish I've ever seen, because <laughs> that, that was hilarious. I mean, it also reminds me of when Paul Pierce, what he said, when when the lady... The announcer was one of the games, I don't know if it was a playoff game, I think it was at the time. I think was it was he with Washington? Was he with the Wizards at the time? I don't know. But anyways, Paul Pierce, man, as you guys know, I go ISO, so I go back and forth. He just gotta deal with it, unfortunately. Is you know, he hit a bank shot for a game winner, and the lady, the announcer was like, Hey, did you call bank? He said, I called game. <laughs> I called game. So anyways, that that was funny moment too, but you know, this Damian Lillard is That that dude is special, but let's go ahead and move forward, and I know someone had already mentioned, actually, that's funny, Paul Pierce um, mentioned this, so I guess it segues way to this, where the Bucs lost here recently uh, to the Boston Celtics, and Paul Pierce had said, I don't know what, it was somewhere on ESPN, he said along the lines of, uh, the Bucs are in trouble, like, he's saying Boston's going to basically win the series, and I'm just like, uh, I mean, the, the series just started, so, you know, they, they beat them handily, but let's be honest, we don't see Greek Freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and again, hooked on phonics works for me, we don't know, we're, okay, let's put it this way, Greek Freak is not going to shoot as bad as he did last game, that's just, it's not going to happen, you know, this is one of those things that happened that You know We're not accustomed to because he has a high field goal percentage, especially around the basket, and he just shot really bad. It happens to the best of us. It was just unfortunately, it came to a time where he needed to buckle down and and do his thing, but it just didn't work out that way. But let me just pull up a few things here. So Greek freak, he was negative 24 on the plus minus. That was an unfortunate thing. Obviously, he's not a a free throw shooter, so it, it is what it is. He was five for 10. And even in that game, he sh- this, is, this was crazy. Greek freak. He shot seven for 21 field goals against Boston. There is no way that that's going to be repeatable for that to happen again. I don't see it happening. If you guys see it happen, man, again, if I see this happen again, I don't know what to say. Uh, will this kind of damage his, you know, some of the questions came my way that, you know, is this going to kind of damper his MVP? I mean, at this point, it obviously is so close. If they lose in bad fashion somehow in the series, but this series is far from over. So to be fair, you, you just can't, you can't be a prisoner of a moment and just be like, oh, this is over. It's it's not over until it's over. As you guys know, when OKC was up, when they had Durant at the time with 3-1 and see what happened, Gold State went to the final. So that's that's the point that, I'm just trying to make you guys know you cannot be prisoners of the moment it's a series is not closed until it's closed so let's let's be let's be mindful of that but anyways Greek freak is not gonna shoot that bad again um if he does drop the series then that's when it would kind of hinder his um his uh, his playoffs uh, or excuse me his m v p voting and actually I'll just kind of brush on a, even a listener question I had got today um and I answered it, but I'd I like to actually highlight it a little bit more. And it was, the question was, and, and for a Dynasty, I, I don't know if it was Redraft or Dynasty. I'm just going to go ahead and answer it as if it was both. The question that the listener had mentioned was, ah, um, oh man, I'm trying to remember off the top of the head. I don't really have my notes here. Uh, it was, it, okay, so it had to do with uh, Robert Covington, Bob Cuff. So, Robert Covington, uh, he had mentioned, hey, do you see him, you know, kind of being like a top 20 player? Repl- uh, replicating what he did this past year. For me, it was an easy no. Um, and, and I guess he's asked on top of that Does that injury on his knee, do you believe it's going to, you know, is this kind of a concerning? I'll be honest with you, it is a little concerning because Covington's been actually injured the last couple years. And I remember when he was on my team a few years ago when I needed him the, the most in the playoffs. And I bet you uh, some GMs that may have had him. This year, in a redraft or dynasty format, was looking forward to having him in the playoffs, and it just didn't work out that way. Uh, and that's that can hurt your team if you're relying on him. But uh, for the next year, I had said optimistically, no. well, I'll say this. No, he's not going to be a top 20 player next year. I, I really don't believe that. Um, now, me being on an optimist, uh, optimistic side, I think he could be a 30- top 30, top 40 player, but that's even pushing it, that's really pushing it, I would be happy, I-, I say this, he- he's safer to be a top 50 player, but if we want to throw some optimism there, we'll say about f- top 30 to 40, you know, so I, I will say, so if you want to meet me in the middle, let's just say top 40, you know, I think that's fair, but, you know, with the the knee and the legs with him, it's, as you guys know, he doesn't need usage, so he's a, he's a great defender and a sniper, but I love I love Covington and it is an unfortunate situation. So let me go ahead and move forward here. Um, no, I'll say this: the Bucks are not in trouble. Come on, come on, Paul Pierce, man, it's they're not in trouble. So let's move forward. And this this one comes actually a little bit more funnier. And I, it's the Houston uh, versus the Golden State series. I, I won't hold. I, I'm not going to really highlight on the game too much, but I want what I really want to highlight on. Is if you guys are familiar with Leg Legler, I forgot his first name. He's he's an ESPN analyst, and I thought I thought this was a good um, piece of info that he shot out there. If you look at the replay, what uh, Legs was putting out on James Harden shooting that flop three, and I love James Harden too. Is the next person <laughs> he when he shoots a three and he tries to get the foul. He jumps at a, a, a good distance and kick. I was, I mean, a lot of players do it too. They kind of like jump forward and kick their legs out, right, to kind of land. And s- some of them fouls, as you guys know, wasn't called. The referees didn't call some of them fouls, and some of them should have been called a foul, right? The refs are letting them play to a certain extent. I get it. Let them play. But some calls just need to be called. But there was two instances that made sense that, you know, legs was putting out there and it was one of them on Draymond Green. He was at a distance, right? He didn't really jump in James Harden's vicinity when he took a snipe, like I would like to call it, three-point shot, and somehow, you know, he jumped at like a straight up and down Draymond Green on defense to block, you know, try to kind of, wouldn't say, well, yeah, obviously try to block a shot or even contend his shot, so James Harden, he jumps forward, he kicks his legs out, and he kind of like falls back, you know, he touches him with his hip and, and legs, and it looks like a foul. I get it. I get it. You know, that that could have been a foul, but it I mean, honestly, that okay, so how legs put that, that shouldn't have been a foul, right? So I was okay with that. But I don't know, was it Steph Curry? Was something no it's Clay. So Clay was another situation that happened where Clay actually jumped in. Uh, in Harden's facility taking a three-point shot and it wasn't a foul. So that is kind of the thing is like, I know it's kind of hard to wear either the white or black hat, if that makes sense, on making judgment calls. But I think at this point in time, when it's a blatant foul, you got to call it. But that is something that they need to look at a little bit more in the NBA and investigate some things. I understand still, I'm with you guys. Let them play. You do have to let them play, but let's call the right plays, right? Let's make sure we call um, fouls. I mean, as you you know, there's going to be times, um, you know, throughout the game that uh, you got to – especially if you're on, like, okay, the home team. You're going to – you know, you're probably going to get calls your way. We get it. Um, But still, at the same time, let's still – come on. Let's kind of still – let's try to officiate this, you know, kind of close – and one more thing that I mentioned or that I actually heard. I thought it was funny, but this is just people looking a little bit more deeper into things. They said the referee had uh, a <laughs> had some KDs on, some KD shoes, and that's why, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought that was funny, but it's just everybody tries to take everything out of context and be like, oh, that's why Golden State was getting them calls because, hey, he had the KDs on and you know they took a picture and they showed everything like, oh, they were with Golden State. But that, that's more of a, just a funny factor. That's nothing to take serious. So let's move forward in some real fantasy content here. And it's the 12-man mock dynasty draft. If you guys missed the previous episode and the episode prior to that, Make sure you check it out. I'll just run by the players again, um, but if you guys listen to the prior episodes, you know who the unicorns pick within each you know um, round or even pick. So, anyways, the first pick of the mock and this is Dynasty: Anthony Davis first, Giannis Antetokounmpo two, Karl Anthony Towns three, Harden four, Embiid five, Paul George six, Steph Curry seven, Nikola Jokic eight. KD went 9, Luka Doncic's 10, Kawhi Leonard 11, Zion Williamson went 12, Damian Lillard went 13, Kevin Booker, excuse me, Kevin Booker, Devin Booker went 14, uh, Donovan Mitchell 15, Ben Simmons 16. Now we're at the 17th pick here. And uh, Kevin took Bradley Bill. Now, Bradley Bill had a very, very good year this year. And... It, was, it had to been a career year, but one of the things I wanted to mention about him that kind of helps him going into next year is, you know, uh, not Paul George, but John Wall's going to be out. And so that's going to basically inflate his value going into next year. And then obviously, to be honest with you, if you're in a redraft, I, I can see him going in mid to back in second round. I would be aggressive to do that. And maybe it won't even be considered aggressive at that point in time. Um, but I'll say this, I I know off the top of my head, that's where I would probably value him at because he's going to get you more assists when John Wall's out, he's going to facilitate more of the offense, obviously shoot threes and stuff of that nature. And that's something to be excited about, of course, but you know, for that pick in a dynasty league, since we're dynasty driven, I think that's a fair pick. I, for me, I'm not saying that, uh, I'm not saying that's the worst pick, or I let me let me rephrase that. I would probably have chose somebody else. And that's not but that doesn't necessarily mean that's not a good pick because I believe that's still a good pick. I mean, Bradley Bill finished top 14 this year without, you know, this is some games, uh well, actually most of, this is mostly without wall, uh, averaging two and a half threes. He had five and a half assists with a steal and a half this game, and honestly. He almost, he had a .7 block, and that is, if you want to consider that, that's almost like the Z score, he's almost at a green, so that's out of placement, almost getting what we would like in a block from a guard, and that's something to not take lightly, and his free throws, you know, he took a bump up in that with attempts, and that's something that I look at, five and a half attempts, that's not bad, and shooting at 80%, so and almost like this, I put it like you I'll, I'll tell you like this I didn't even know I knew Bill had a really good year, but this is this makes me think a little bit differently because he actually had a better year than what I thought, even with five rebounds and to him for him to get a a a still and a half that's that's really that's really special to see um now for the future, I think that's more of uh the next two to three years if you're in a championship mode and honestly. He he could be good for your team. That's a solid. So let me move forward here in the next player. And uh, Jay picked up Kyrie Irving. So this is a very good value pick at number 18. Now, that's probably why I was bent on either Bradley Bill or Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is typically the player I probably would have got there. But I can understand Kevin's logic there because there's a lot of things that stick out here is Kyrie Irving, as you guys know, I mean, Bill has had injury issues in the past, but he's been a little bit more healthier throughout the time recently versus Kyrie Irving. You got to deal with, man, is he going to ever play like a real full season? You know, you got to deal with that, right? And what's going to happen to Kyrie here? Is he going to stay in Boston? There's a lot of things to, to take keep in mind, but I'll say this. Wherever Kyrie goes, he's going to be safe, in my opinion, because Kyrie still finished. And check this out. Kyrie finished still as a top 10 player this year. And to get that out of value at 18 in a dynasty league, that's that's really that's really special. And that's what I like to shoot for is the type of value picks there. Um, but one thing that still holds true about Kyrie is oh yeah, that's the point I was trying to make. Boston, when you're affiliated with Boston, with all those players that need to eat, need to you know fill up the basket and stuff of that nature, with Kyrie still getting his as a top ten player, that just tells me you know let's just say hypothetically he goes to New York with Kevin Durant, if that if that's the case, I mean obviously as you guys know there's rumors going around. Whatever team he goes to, he can almost take a, a bump up you know, for his value. It really depends. It always depends on the situation. And I know since we're Dynasty driven, you that's the beautiful thing about Dynasty because I like to and what we like to do is value players even when there's not a lot of information out. And that's what the unicorns, what we want to do is provide you the out of the box, out of the the trunk of the car info, even when there's not a lot of content out there. That is what we aim towards to give you guys content where you know a lot of people's not digging in until what when summer league gets in that's when a lot of people dig a little bit deeper and stuff of that nature but you know this is why we want to push all year round again I apologize that I I, I wouldn't be able to um, on behalf of the unicorns give you the two episodes but at least to squeeze out one hopefully that's something that you guys can you know s- still sink in and still be listeners to us because it looks like we still have a good following. And I'll say this, I we appreciate you. I, I definitely can say that I do um, because you guys have been pretty much there um, some since day one and some moving forward. So that's appreciated. And, and obviously, I, I, again, as you guys know, I go ISO and I gave you a Hallmark moment. So soft, soft <laughs> cupcake. Sorry, I apologize. So let's move forward here. Uh, the next person on Slate, after uh, Kyrie Irving at 18, is 19. My guy, Miles Turner J, picked him back up from the swing back. Now, I'll say this. I love Miles Turner, as you guys know. If you haven't, now you know. I've uh, been behind him for the longest time. Now, I'll say this. At 19, it is really tough for me to get him at 19. And I'm not saying it's a bad pick. This is just more of a gut feeling of mine that what he did this year is it repeatable for next year? Yeah, it could be, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put those standards on him. It almost reminds me of when Victor Oladipo had such a good season that one year when he was like a top twelve player. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen, Miles Turner, but this is just a gut feeling of mine that I don't know um, how he's going to fare without, you know, within the future. But he's still a good player. Obviously, he's going to get you the blocks. Uh, he's going to get you that strong free throw percentage for a big man. He might give you a couple snipes here and there, give you some field goal percentage here and there. I want to see his free throw uh, percentage improve. I don't know why um, it wasn't at top notch because, I mean, he shot at 72% at the free throw line. So if that bumps up, he could be a better player. He finished as a top 27 player this past year, which is good. Um, is I'll say this. if Let's just put it... In in these terms, if he shot at least 80 percent, he would have obviously been inside the top 25, maybe even inside the top 20. Uh, So I think maybe. okay. so I'll put it this way. Maybe next year he could he could still be a top 30 player, because when this season first started, I know a lot of people was like, you know, even other experts was like, you know, Miles Turner. Uh, he'll be lucky to be a top 50 player. You know, there was like top 40, top 50. For me, I, I still felt like he was a top 30, 40 player this year. And he finished top 27. So, again, I make mistakes as the next expert, but I also make some good calls as the, the next expert, right? So, Miles Turner, uh, for a dynasty league, I probably may have looked somewhere else at 19. But I do like him, he's very young and it makes sense how Jay goes about because he's the type of GM that does, uh, I believe he's like the, the three to five range of building, which is perfectly fine. So he has the mix of, of both worlds and, and that's the beauty of Dynasty. You can have your own style and implement it for yourself. So let's move forward here. In his 20 that Kevin picked up Rudy Gobert at number 20. Now that makes me think, well, could Rudy Gobert, he could have went ahead of Miles Turner. Sure, he could have. But it also, again, depends on the build that you want to do. And, you know, can Rudy Gobert take it to another step? That That is the next. Actually, that is a good question. Can Rudy Gobert take it to the next level? And for me. OK, got his stuff up. So Rudy Gobert. Um, this one still is definitely tough between him and Miles Turner. Now I'll say this Rudy Gobert, if you're going to that you're okay with punting free throws, this is the guy that I would take over Miles Turner. But if you're concerned with the free throw rate to still have like something substantial, then you can you could go that route. And then one thing that I definitely want to touch upon because a lot of players, and this is again the beautiful thing about dynasty formats. There's going to be so much value all over the place. I'm gonna tell you now. You can run, but you can't hide. And I don't know if that even it doesn't even equivalent to what I'm saying because it's like, what are you running from? I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You're basically what I mean by that is you're you're gonna run, meaning you feel like you can get the next. Pl- no, nah, I'm just gonna stop there. That that just went south real quick. But anyways, Rudy Gobert. One thing that I want to touch up on. He's improved um from the la- the the year prior too. So what I mean, and back in, you know, the 16 the 2016-17 year, he had a, you know, a great year when he averaged 14 points, had almost 13 rebounds, and he had a slight decline um the in the 2017-18 year. And for me when he was ranked 30th in my head, and it's funny because a few years ago I called this one too. I believe Rudy Gobert was going to be I guess I I guess I, I kind of mentioned he was going to be a bust. So, he wasn't tip he wasn't a bust, but he wasn't the player that people were paying a high premium on not this past year but the year before. From a 19 to a 30 player. That's not a huge difference, but there were so many other players that you could have got at that time. But anyways, moving forward, He had his best career year this year. So I felt like he could have had a bounce back year, and he definitely did. He jumped from 13.5 points to 15.5 points this season, this past season. Not only that, he improved from 10, almost 11 rebounds from the prior year to this past year of 12.7 rebounds, almost 13 uh, rebounds. He even bumped up his assists. At two assists, this year, or yeah, two assists this past year. Now, if he could, I, you know what I'd like to see if he can somehow squeeze just three assists. I think he'll maybe get two point four this this uh, this next coming year. If he could do that, I'll take that and I'll be excited. I, I definitely want to see him facilitate just a little bit more for a big man because that kind of changes the the outcome and the value for him. Now, one thing is. A little, how, is it, con- no, it's not concerning. The blocks are there, but maybe it's just me being picky. When I get a player with blocks like him, and I'm punting, I, I feel like I need to make sure that I get high blocks. And 2.3, that's that's a good block rate. But for some reason, for me, from him, it just feels like he could get more. I feel like he's a 2.6 block guy. And he was before in his career, Hopefully, he can get to that again, and I know, like like I said, that's me nitpicking, but anyways, uh, that's definitely something to see. His usage rate jumped up this past year also at 17.7 versus 17.5 the year before, so they're trusting him to do a little bit more with the Rock, and I know he's more of a a a clog, a defender, and back-to-the-kind-of-basket type of guy, but that's okay. Rudy Gobert's still good. And I think that's a solid pick there uh, for where Kevin got him. So I'll just touch up on maybe uh, two more players. Yeah, two two more players. And and I'll kind of just go on a rant on something else here to kind of close up shop uh, and talk about Game of Thrones and uh, Endgame to kind of give you guys my review and thoughts. And I'm probably going to get some interesting uh, feedback on that, on my thoughts on both. But anyways, the next picks up was from me. And okay, yeah. So at pick 21, the pick that I I decided to do is Jaron Jackson Jr. Now at 21, there's so many other players, right? I've looked at it like this. I felt like maybe I was in Doc's shoes and wanted to kind of look further in the future of a three to five year window and again, it just I, I'll say it like this. As you guys know, I'm the type of coach that likes to try to win. Me and Kevin will try to win. We'll do the best we can to, to kind of shorten our window for a championship within three years. But sometimes it really depends on who is next up. Because sometimes I'll think outside the box and maybe the player can become something significant this year versus waiting that long. Now, Jaron Jackson is a guy we've all the unicorns likes, right? He is a triple one threat each each day. And I know I had mentioned this year um, and I was I was wrong, but it was just I just went off without thinking that. And the reason why I believe I was wrong is because maybe because he didn't he wasn't healthy the rest of this this year, this past year. I said he'll be a top 50 player. And I didn't even really second guess it. But it was just me being very aggressive because, as you guys know, I'm an aggressive type of coach. He didn't finish in a top 50 this year, you know obviously, as you guys know, he was injured. he finished at top 86 this year. he only played fifty eight games now if he would have played a full season, would he have been a top 50? I would say maybe still not. he probably might not have been a top 50 player. I think he could have been a top sixty player, but still um uh, what he could have provided and you know getting more playing time and maybe even more usage down the stretch. He could have, but anyways. Getting back on Jared Jackson, I look at it like this: Memphis, the Grizzlies. I already seen a report here that Mike Conley is. I think he's willing to turn the keys over pretty, pretty quick. As you guys know, Mark Gasol's already out of there, and I'm watching as you know, as games. I'm recording while games are going on, and I'm watching the Philly uh, versus Toronto game. I'm seeing Mark Gasol out there, so Mark Gasol's already out of Toronto. Uh, Mike Conley, I believe he wants to be in a contending team. So what's the chances of him getting out? You got to think about that. Uh, So who's the next man up? Obviously, if you trade Conley, you're probably going to get some pieces back, right? But one thing that holds true is, again, uh, Triple J is a triple one threat. That's funny how that works. Triple J, triple one threat. If you guys didn't know, it's a three-pointer, a player that averaged a three-pointer that could average a steal and could average a block. This past season... He almost did that. Uh, he was at 0.93 pointers, 0.9 steals, and 1.4 blocks. So if, if he can get his uh, usage rate up as well too, which he will, and let me just look at a few things here. Yeah, if he gets his usage rate up, and it was already at 23.2, that's that's pretty good for a rookie. If, if you give him a little bit more leash and opportunity, Oh, man, I think he's going to be a really good player. And I think it's safe to say if he has a full season, he'll be a top 50 player, in my opinion. He could be better than that. And I think and to be honest, I think top 50 player. It's just me saying being safe because he could be better than that this next year. So in a redraft league, the question that people may see and ask, like, well, where would you draft him in a redraft league? Woof. If you can squeeze, if you can somehow do this, and I don't think because I'm gonna be honest with you, for those in the redraft league, I really, I really look at it like this. There's he's gonna have a good what maybe a preseason. I don't know if he plays in the the um, the summer league or not. Probably not. If he does, cool. Uh, But let's just put it this way: in the preseason, he might start. He might really start cooking in the preseason, where he's gonna go in like the fourth round. If he and, and this is and that's that's what I I really think that if he has a, a hot preseason, hopefully he just has a mediocre season and just be like oh you know, uh, well maybe I could just try to squeeze him in a maybe sixth seventh round, but players' value change on a dime each day, and you just have to have an inkling and a hunch on certain players like this, and I'll say this in a redraft league I think his overall value will hit between the 40 and 50 range. I think that's fair to say as, as it all kind of, um, the sun rises. Yeah, that's terrible too. These jokes are just getting worse. (laughs) But anyways, um, I really, I really like him as the unicorns do. I think that's a good spot to get him at 21. He's very young. He has an opportunity of usage. If you guys know like the opera system that I like to utilize Um, That I created. He's he definitely fits the bill for the opera system and I'm all in on uh, Triple J. All right. So the last pick here that I wanted to touch up on is another player that I I will, you know, take credit on (laughs) with. I'm sure there was a lot of people that was kind of against the grain on this. And it was De'Aaron Fox got him at 22 for a dynasty league. Now, I was pretty high on De'Aaron Fox coming into this year because there was just something about his speed closing in last year that I was really looking at, and that's one thing that's important. Listen, when the, you're basically, let me put it to you like this, when playoffs is done, when your fantasy, and here's a cheat code, when playoffs are done in your league, fantasy basketball, right, what you listeners ought to do is kind of look at the teams that are, like, bad, because... The Kings, obviously, they're relevant this past year, but the year prior to that, they wasn't relevant at all. And it's, if you guys know, De'Aaron Fox was riddled with injuries last year. But one thing that I was looking at is he did close up, shop with some, he strung some a couple of good games. Not only did he string a couple of good games, but my eye test was just telling me, man, this dude is quick. And he's getting to the basket with ease. If he could just make sure that he closes around the basket, that's just something that I definitely paid attention to. And I was like, listen... In my head, I'm like, yo, I hope the jury is not in on him because I'm gonna get him in all of my leagues, right? And the funny thing is I was capable to get actually get him in two two, I think two of the leagues that I was in, three. I try to steer away from playing so many leagues, because I, I know how that can be. Um, especially now, it's oof, it's it's gonna be cooking with you guys. But let, let me say it like this. Um I remember this pretty, pretty close to that De'Aaron Fox was like a, he was going in the range from 90 to 130, something crazy like that in redraft leagues. And people are like, nah, I'm cool. I'm not touching him. Listen, when certain players with a value like that comes down the pipeline, I'm all over it. And he was the one. So anyways, going and getting off this ISO rant, De'Aaron Fox, as you guys know, had a very successful season. Now, what makes me sick is since the jury is out now, people are going to be all over him. And in a redraft league, here's a, here's a good question. Where would he go in the redraft league next year? If I had a guess, he could be in the, the 40 or 50 range. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be. And to me, that is rich. That is very rich. And also... I love players to a certain extent of where the value goes, because I follow where the value goes on top of going against the value and going opposite of the value. That's something that you got to look into and consider. But anyways, Darren Fox finished at a top 70 player this year, right? Average 31 minutes, which is perfect. Uh, Average more than 17 points a game. Hit you a snipe a game. Almost four rebounds. Got you seven assists. 1.6 steals Which is excellent And he almost got 0.7 blocks In his free throw So this is the thing that's going to be a little That that I'm going to pay attention to I really really hope He could get his free throw percentage And again this is just me nitpicking He was at 0.72 this year at the free throw line I really like Him to get maybe at A 0.76 It might be too much to ask for but it's just something to think about. And his field goal percentage was 0. 0.458, almost point point forty six. He might not shoot. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't shoot as good as that. So you're going to have to deal with some games where he's off. You know, he's the type. He's that type of player. Uh, but for him to take a lot of foul shots at five and almost five attempts a game, that's something you got to look at. Look at Toronto's really trying to make a run here. Oof. Okay. So. Yes. So going back to that, uh, I definitely like De'Aaron Fox. I was all in on him this year. Hopefully there will be a podcast on, you know, some players. I think I mentioned, I think me and Doc actually mentioned on players and even Kevin talked about some players that could bounce back. There's someone else that as time progresses on the unicorns, we'll, we'll probably have an episode here pretty soon as we're going through this mock on a couple of players that we we think may have either a breakout year, a bounce back year, but a lot of things to keep in consideration. So now it's time to get to the some, some interesting stuff over the weekend. And let me see if there was anything else I cover here or I didn't cover. So we're up at 22 of the mock. So 23 I will get to unless the unicorns will... Get with us also, oh my goodness, Jimmy Buckets, just hit, was that a snipe? Yeah, it was, Eighty eight, eighty one. ooh, they trying to close shop, okay, um, yeah, so let me get to the unicorn court, and I'll just kind of tag this in with the clutch, so this is going to be the end game with Game of Thrones um, reviews. Before I do that, before I spoil it, if you guys haven't um, seen any of it, then you probably want to stop the podcast. But before I do that and give you that information, you guys can follow me on my Twitter handle at Starks underscore industry. And you can find me on Instagram, Fantasy Unicorns underscore Starks. You can also find me on Reddit, Starks 21. Guys can reach out to me or any of the unicorns. reach Ask us any questions. We have a pretty solid field goal percentage of giving the answers back to you. So... Let me go ahead and move forward into this endgame review. So I tell you like this, you guys. And again, this is spoilers. So go ahead and stop the podcast if you don't want to hear this because I'm spoiling everything here if you haven't seen it over the weekend. That was your warning, okay? So let me say this. I love listeners to the next person, but I'll even get to that point here in a minute too. Okay, before I do that, when I watch movies or shows that I like, I'm a I'm a pretty sh- a harsh critic. And it's, it's probably because if you guys are not familiar with Lewis yet, he'll probably be a guest on our podcast again at some point in time because this dude is like a huge critic. But um, anyways, I, I, I there's movies to me is like an art in a sense. I, I haven't been able to. Watch movies as much as I used to Like I used to watch a whole lot of different movies Good storylines, action and stuff of that nature, right? I'm not going to put you guys to sleep But I'm just giving you a little background check, right? Um, and I've I've pretty much watched most Marvel movies Oh my goodness, Toronto they, They're really trying um, As you guys know I I mean, I'm, a, I'm an Iron Man fan, right? So anyways, moving forward Where am I going with this? Yeah, so basically before I get to the end game I'm going to pretty much grade it from a 1 to 10 scale, and I'll either say like a weak 2 or a strong 2, and you guys will get the idea of what I'm doing with that, but the thing with me about movies, like I said, it's not going to be everybody, my opinion is just an opinion, right? Everybody has their opinion with movies and shows, so you may not agree with me. That's fine. That's definitely fine, but I'm just putting that disclaimer out there. I'm harsh, okay? So, let's get to the end game. So let's just say this. I took time because I didn't want to go to work. Right. I was like, hey, yeah, you call me a nerd, too. That's fine. I wanted to take a day off on Friday and go early in the morning because I didn't want I did. I wanted to be the best, do the best I can to not be in the crowd of people. And I wanted to enjoy this movie. Right. Just it, I went by myself. I was just like, man, let me just watch this movie. Let me enjoy this. And let me just kind of turn off everybody else, right? For so this is a big weekend, anyways. Let me tell you this: like this is now this is where I was going to it. Like when I said I love the listeners, I love you listeners very much, especially with the the ridicule and stuff of that nature. I get it; it's going to happen. You're not going to agree with me or even the unicorns a lot of times. But this is what this what was hard to swallow for me. And this is to a listener. I don't know who it was. It was very shady what you did, <laughs> and uh, I, I, it, I wasn't. That wasn't cool, brother. It really was, or sister, whoever it was. It wasn't cool. This is what happened before Endgame came out. This is even before opening night. I get this random message, and I know it had to have been a listener. It wasn't just someone I knew. I get this message and said that says. And here we go. Again, this is a spoiler. So you want to turn this off if you haven't already. Someone sends me a message and tells me Iron Man dies. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, all right, number one, I have the idea that Iron Man's going to probably die. That's fine with contract and, and all that type of stuff and all that information. But that just dampered that just that dampered the movie for me already. Right. When you sat there, and t- man, I'm I'm watching this game live. I'm sorry, guys. Hold up. Oh man, this is crazy. Ninety eighty seven. Oh my goodness, fifty nine seconds left. I'm not good as an announcer, but I'll just give you guys a scoop here, even though you guys are gonna know the stats. So Kyle Lowry passes to Pascal Siakam, uh, got the layup. Ninety to eighty nine feet. Phillies up. Forty six seconds left. Oh my goodness, just just bear for me. Oh my goodness, this is crazy. Are you calling? No, Jimmy Butler has the ball. Thirty eight seconds left. How this is? How this is this gonna go? Got MB about to set a pick. MB sticking back out. Jimmy Butler's getting double teamed. He kicks it out to MB. Takes a three. No, just kidding. Pump fake. Does a spin move. Spin cycle. Oh, MB. He hit him with the spin cycle. 92-89. Man, I'm not a good announcer at all. But hey, hey Starks, I, I don't care. You guys take whatever. <laughs> Anyways, he did a spin cycle on Pascal and Gasol. Time out. 24 seconds left. Cool. All right. So back on to where I, I need to go with this. All right. Cool. Um. So to the listener, you, you hurt me. You, you, you already put a damper on me. And I reached back out like probably a few days, a few days later. I was like, man, why'd you do that? Of course you didn't respond. It's just because you you got that good laugh. You chuckled inside like a little girl's like, hey, yeah, yeah, I got you, Starks. I got you real good. I've ruined it for you. Like, who does that? Who does that? <laughs> Why? Why did you do that to me? So, okay. So, Iron Man takes a oh, cool. And then, here we go again. I go to the movie theaters. I took the day off of work. I'm like, man, I'm ready to eat these pretzels you know this pretzels and cheese I don't know if you guys do that you might get your popcorn but pretzels and cheese is my my go to without the salt unfortunately I was stuck getting salt because I didn't want to wait another 5 minutes minutes because I was already just on ta- time I wanted to see and get my seat anyways I got my spot I you know as you guys know you probably if you're going to see the movie early you're probably going to need to buy your tickets early right I already did all that in advance Oh, the timeout! I, I'm sorry. Here we go again. You, this is just this might be all over the all over the circle, all over the world. Content. So Kawhi Leonard, that doesn't make sense. He's taking it out of bounds. with 24 seconds left. Philly's up 92 89. Kawhi Leonard's looking around. He passes it to Gasol. Kawhi Leonard cuts. Gasol passes to Danny Green. He's dribbling it out at the three point line. He passes it to Kyle Lowry. Lowry dribbles in. What the heck are you doing, Lowry? Almost loses the ball. Kawhi Leonard. Passes it to Danny Green. Oh, he misses the snipe. Gasol with the rebound. He gets Jimmy Butler. Ah, oh, Is that Toby? Toby. I like to call him Toby. Tobias Harris about to close shop here. Three seconds left. Grabs the rebound. Terrible analysis. But hey, that's just Starks. That's how we go. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, guys, so this guy. Okay, so going back to the movie theater. I'm sitting next to a guy. And Random guy. Just a random guy. He was so obnoxious, man. Listen, I'm a fan. It's just like everybody else that loves Marvel. But this guy's obnoxious. Every scene... He was making a scene. Literally, he was making noise. He was getting excited. Was like, yeah, I'm happy. I'm excited. Like, all right, cool, man. I get it. Be excited. There's some scenes you're going to be excited about. You're going to make some noise. I get it, man. But every time a scene came up, he was getting excited. He was chewing whatever. He was chewing popcorn. He was just smacking his lips. And then, like, um, thankfully, he wasn't talking to me. But I was just, if he would have talked to me, I'd be like, hey, man, come on. I was like, hey, man, I love this movie. Can we just kind of watch it together? But anyways, you know, just kind of keep it discreet. He was talking to the neighbor next to him on his right side like, oh, man, you want some food, too? Like, hey, yeah, I'll share some with you. This is a good movie. Yeah, we know it's a good movie, but let me try to enjoy this movie. So my rating on this and I, and I know I just went over the top here. This is going to be me on. I'll give you the positives and negatives of this movie. OK, now I give the rating uh, an eight out of 10, a strong eight. And I know it's like, oh, come on, Starks. I need to rewatch the movie. OK, I definitely do. And the reason why is because I couldn't concentrate as as much as I'd like to because of the guy sitting next to me. But again, I am a, a critic that I like to see. I follow the comics pretty good to a point that I need to see certain players. Excuse me. Yeah. Certain characters to adjust a certain way. Um, So for those Hawk fans, so let me just pull out the negatives with with it. For those Hawk fans, you probably if you if you were happy and satisfied with the Hawk, I feel bad for you. Because the Hawk, he didn't even fight Thanos in this. You know, I was that was concerning. You know, that that took you know that took some took some heat off the movie, an unfortunate event that happened. You know, Hawk, he was Banner, right? He wasn't even the Hawk, right? He was like the Hawk and Banner together. If that's if that's what you like, that's fine. Now I'm not a Hulk fan, so it didn't bother me. But I definitely did want to see him to Thanos because, you know, if as you guys know, if you watched Infinity um, Wars, I'm sure prior to that, then you have the understanding that it wasn't you like he 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 ran after he got beat up the first time. It's like, oh, I don't, I'm the Hulk. I don't want to come back out. Like we don't know if he was scared or is it you know what whatever it was, right? So. He had some funny parts in the movie, obviously, when you know, he was taking the pictures with the kids and stuff of that nature. I get it. I get all that, right? So that's just a, a part that I wasn't too thrilled about, all right? The movie within itself, I know there was a lot of people said, oh, it was too slow. Let me tell you like this. I'm, I was fine with it. I was fine with the storyline because I guess it's more of the positive side. I was fine with the storyline being slow in the beginning and kind of working its way up because you got to... They were trying to work everybody out that they missed on the last, because people were complaining about Hawkeye. Like, really? Hawkeye is a, okay. If I guess I shouldn't throw shade. Hawkeye is a decent Avenger, but they opened the movie up for Hawkeye because they were trying to fill a storyline within that vicinity with um, the Avengers, right? To make him feel like you know they didn't u- utilize him the last movie. But see, that's the thing that you have to look at. You definitely have to look at these things together in a movie that you got to kind of conform it together. I know if you guys watch anime, they call it fillers. I mean, there was a lot of filler in this movie, but I was fine with that. There's there's no there's no gripes and complaints on that. Right. So then it comes to. okay, so. What about. Okay, so it's like this. Overall, it was a good movie, okay? Would there be some things that I would have made maybe some small adjustments to? Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people that say, man, it's the best movie of the, the Marvel Universe and stuff like that. For me, I'll say I would have to kind of recap a few things. And again, my opinion is not going to make everybody else happy because I believe a lot of people's like, oh, man, it's the best movie of the universe, verse," right? But there is other good Marvel movies that I can think of, right? But... Anyways, moving forward, and then Captain America definitely got a lot of shine in this movie. That was fine. I was fine with that. Picking up Thor's hammer, if you you know, it happened as time progressed on in the comics. So I was I was fine with that. He got a lot to shine. Also, oh, the funny part was that, as you guys know, Thor. So I know this kind of bothered some other people too which I could I could understand in a sense. They had him looking like the big Lebowski. <laughs> and, and I thought it was hilarious, but I know at the same time, the God of Thunder, I know the people was just like, ah, you know, I don't know. I was hoping maybe he would get shaped, shaped back up and be okay. They got him playing, what, Fortnite, just chilling out. You know, I thought that was funny. He just, he lost it. You know, he, he felt like, you know, I should have aimed for the head the first time. You know, he... It messed up. I get it. So, you know, sometimes when life comes at you fast, it just came to Thor. And unfortunately he had a beer belly and he was looking like the big Lebowski, if you guys are familiar with that uh, terminology. But I know there was people that was upset with that, that he didn't, he wasn't the same Thor. He's just like a goofy Thor. But, you know, I guess I was, I was okay with that. It, it didn't really bother me that much, but I can see why it would bother the next person. So some people were turned off of that. Uh, What else happened? So, (laughs) oh, my goodness. So this is what I was a little bit concerned. And this might turn people off, too. Right. So Captain Marvel, as we got, if you guys haven't watched and I haven't even watched the movie because I heard so much gripe on Devers and how she is as a feminist and all this. I'm still going to actually watch that movie. But I felt like I didn't need to watch that movie because someone, again, spoiled it for me, just told me the ending and how it kind of goes in about going into the Avengers. and, And I just I don't know who these random people are. Sometimes they like to spoil things for me. I don't know what it is. It's because and that's probably why, as I told the unicorns, I carry a chip on my shoulder because there's always I feel like there's always an attack. Against me, I don't know what it is, but hey, when you're the villain, I guess that's what you guys are going to get accustomed to, unfortunately. So, uh, going back to uh, Captain Marvel, she's an OP character. I guess they consider her the the DC version of Marvel Superman. No, excuse me, the Marvel version of Superman, DC style. So she's very strong, as you guys know. What I was concerned about before this movie started, I thought, man, I was like, yo. She better not be the one that just like basically just overthrows um, Thanos and just calls it a day and like, hey, Captain Marvel's here. Now, she played a very big role and I was fine with that. What she did, I was cool with that. I had no issues with that. I thought, you know, if she was to kill Thanos, then I was just like, ah, you know, that, that would have been kind of weak. But at the same time, I understand Avengers, this endgame, you, you had to go out with the bang because you got to make room for the newer people. So, kind of wrapping things up now. As you guys know, if you don't know, you now you know I'm I'm a Tony Stark's fan. I mean, my my nickname is Starks, right? So, I I'm an Iron Man fan by default, and it's funny because I've liked Iron Man when I was young before you know Downey Jr. Um, did the Iron Man. This I've I've liked Iron Man way when I was young. I just always liked the uh, him being in in a suit, like a machine suit. Like I always thought that was cool when I was a kid. But anyway, it's not gonna put you to sleep with that. So I know there was people upset with Iron Man basically taking out Thanos along with everybody else that was under Thanos, you know, stuff of that nature when he said Iron Iron Man and snapped his fingers. So one person was like, Oh, you know, it Starks, I mean He 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 basically snapped his fingers. He shouldn't have had the ability to do that. You see what happened to Hulk? And I was like, i was like, dude, Starks, he died. Like, what more do you want? He died when he snapped his fingers. Right. So people just like there were some people turned off of that. They didn't like that, how that happened. You know, and then there were some people that, of course, liked it. I love you. Three thousand. Right. (laughs) So that's a saying that's going to be out there for a while. But anyways, the movie was good. Now it's making me think I needed to give it a higher rating. Um, I actually will. I'll say it's a, it's a week nine. It's a week nine. I was definitely I was definitely fine with the movie. I need to rewatch it again just because I want to focus on every little detail and kind of look at uh, some more things and, and kind of combine it together, right? So nine out of ten, a week nine. So you can kind of consider it like a strong eight, week nine. Um, but I'm all aboard to say, you guys, if you haven't seen it, I obviously spoil it for you. Hopefully that you guys liked it too, but I thought it was a good movie. Now, this show, Game of Thrones. Oh, man. Oh, man. Let me just let me just put it like this. Uh, my goodness. Whew. Game of Thrones. I'm not going to beat around the bush. That episode I just seen. And and again, this is OK. It was 10 out of 10. And I'm not going to sugarcoat that 10 out of 10 because there was so much happening in that show. I'll say it like this. I was more and this. This is kind of hard to say because I'm such a, a Marvel Universe fan. But this episode had me more drawn um, to this episode alone versus Avengers, this endgame. And that's that's hard for me to to swallow my pride and say that, because as you guys know, like I'm an Iron Man fan. I know where Downey Jr., his career is pretty well, I want not say his career is over, but the Iron Man, it's it's pretty much done with him. So this is going to be the next cast of whatever Marvel does. Right. But anyways, going back to Game of Thrones, it's 10 out of 10. No questions asked. There's so much stuff that happened in that episode that I can't even unpack to even tell you the thoughts that ran through my mind. I was blown. This this weekend was hard to fathom all of this information. I, I had put a tweet that, that that Stark name has a ring to it. You know, um, you got whoo, the House of Starks. You got Tony Starks. You got Ira Starks. And you got Starks pal me. You know, the, the Starks... That that's just a good name. That was a good name for this weekend, right? But anyways, going back to the point here of that episode that just happened this weekend with the Ice King and all the I forgot what they're called. Whatever you know, the Ice King and his and his uh, his people, his uh, his the Walkers, <laughs> the Walking Dead, right? The Walkers that was with him, right? Throughout the time span that they were just it it honestly it it looked like they were they were getting into that that fort or even i'm sorry the Stark's home whatever you want to call it, just getting through there and it was almost it was at an ease they were just taking people left and right, meaning that it looked so what's the word it looked so concerning like so that it was over for them, but it's like you knew it couldn't be over because They have three more episodes after this episode coming up, right? But I was just so blown away because I'm going to tell you this. The writers of that show, even specifically for this episode, wow. Just wow. I could just keep saying wow. I don't even have to say anything about that episode. But anyways, I need to stay focused. Again, ISO, this is Starks. You know what you get with me. Apologies. You can yell at me later. And you could tell me to get off the podcast, whatever, but I'll probably still get on, anyways. But they looked like they were going to take an L, literally this whole time. Like they, there, it looked like there was no point of return. Um, I, I looked at beautiful, beautiful situations that arose. I, the writers, and what I mean by that, they, they utilize a lot of characters in that show. They have a way of drawing the audience. Meaning they they can draw the audience so well to make you like in character. To to like they they basically promote a character, they let them spread their wings and they let them take their downfalls. That you grow with the cast pretty much, right? You grow with the characters. And I think a lot of shows have messed up in that sense. So as you guys know, this is the biggest season here, because it's closing time. All right. So um, I'll just kind of just talk about the Iris Starks cuz that was the main thing as you guys know what happened with Ira. Going back to it almost looked like she was in a scary movie. Um I don't watch scary movies, but it just remind anymore um but it, it reminded me of her just kind of uh what even what's the what's the show called? Or even the game called what uh gosh, I as you guys know I play game video game music all the time. What what is it? Oh uh, thinking of res I guess resident evil. Gosh, was it really hard? I'm tired, so bear with me. Uh but she when she was in that, that part of the building where she had to be stealth, like you know, navigate moving slowly and swiftly and stuff of that nature. And she, she you know, the she has that skill to move swiftly. And I remember when remember if you guys remember, she had a jump. Over the, the walkers, and i I guess I'm just gonna call them walkers, night walkers, whatever. She had to do like a roll over them on the steps. She she's a savage man. You, you gotta respect. If you're not a fan of Ira, I don't know what to tell you. There's, there's something wrong with you because she's a top character. Now, if my favorite character is Tyrion, but um she's pretty much like second to me. Like she's always been a beast. And I think a lot of people are fans of her also. But anyways. As you guys know, it was a struggle throughout the whole episode. That battle lasted that whole episode. And some people was turned off. Um, and I think the reason why people are turned off because it's like, well, well, Ira, you know, when she, the Night King, when when he, she finally came up, how, how did the, okay, so they were like, so how did the Night King not hear her jump from like a thousand yards out and stuff like that? I'm just like, gosh, come on. Like there's. Th- that and again, I could understand people are going to nitpick and stuff of that nature. They, they felt like it wasn't a good episode. If you were one of those people that thought that wasn't a good episode, just let me know. Um, I I can understand. I just want to know why you didn't like it. But I know one person that mentioned, oh man, she j- Ira jumped from like a thousand yards out. How did not the night walker not? Um, how did the night walker not pick it up? And stuff of that nature. And then people was like. So you're telling, you know, one person like, so you're telling me, uh, what's her name? Daenerys. She blew fire out of dragon on the Night King. He looked up and smiled, which was savage. That dude just smiled like, yeah, I'm the man. Like, did you really think that was going to kill me? And then, you know, you got Jon Snow running in and then the Night King just put, you know, does his little puppet show, brings other people back to life as walkers. And man, when he did that, now I'll say this, this is me on the ISO rant. When that Ice King did that, and more Dead Walkers just, they just came back to life, I'm like, yo, this is this is crazy. Like, man, I, this this really looks bad for the team, right? For the whole squad, everybody was struggling. And I, I don't remember that little girl's name. I thought that was funny. That huge guy that was smacking her around like a gnat, but she came back. And when she got squeezed and, and stabbed that big giant in the, the eye, and that was it. She went she went down like a g, but. That was a unique part, but going back to the uh, the Ice King, you know, people were complaining about that. It's almost like they wanted Jon Snow or um, Daenerys to kind of kill the Ice King, like themselves. Like, I'm like, man, are you serious right now? Come, like, come on, like, I, I, in my opinion, you you gotta you gotta let some other people shine sometimes. And Ira was the she, Ira Stark. She was the one. She she. You got it. You got to. You got to let her have it. Just it's okay. It's okay. So, anyways, as you guys know, stabbed her or stabbed the, the Ice King in the stomach after dropping the the knife or the, I think it's the Valerian knife. I believe that's what got him and, and and switched out hands and then you know got him in the the stomach or whatever the chest. I don't know and killed everybody off. Awesome episode. Matter of fact, it's making me thinking of watching it again. But no, that is a ten out of ten. And again. To the listeners, I'm a very critical writer when it comes to shows and movies, and I can still almost consider giving Avengers an eight, but I would still give it a nine just because, you know, uh, you know, Starks went out. Tony Starks went out the best way that he could. And oh, going back to, to Game of Thrones, that episode. Woof. I, that has to be one of the best episodes. I think it reminds me, well, I wouldn't say it reminds me of, what's the episode called? Blood, was it the Blood Wedding or something like that? Red Blood Wedding? Wait, it just caught you off of guard. That was a crazy episode, but this was definitely a good episode. Um, and I I really, now this is, again, as you guys know my faith, like it's hard for me to watch Game of Thrones because it's very uh, vulgar, has a lot of, Mature, like mature, it's like mature rain as you guys know. It's a lot of crazy stuff, but um, you know that that is really touching the line for me. It could be very um, it could be very uh, out out. I wouldn't say out of the norm or ordinary, but uh, it's it's really tough. But it overall, if you x out some of the stuff that kind of gives me the the heebie jeebies, <laughs> man, I'm tired. Um, then. If you could X that out, then it's, it's a really good show, and, and I, I can and I can say it's it's an excellent show. They've done a great job, and again, I respect the writers. The, the writers it just kept it just keeps coming to me. The writers did such an excellent excellent job in that episode. So again, if you guys had any anything that you want to mention that I didn't mention on Game of Thrones and Endgame, you know, let me know. I know I there's so much stuff that I didn't, but you know, I'm just going off the top of the head. And again, I just appreciate you guys uh, as the listeners, you know, being patient with with us, the unicorns. Again, we've been busy. Hopefully we'll have another episode with either. Excuse me, Jay and also known as Doc with me and maybe even Kevin. We could talk a little bit more about, you know, Game of Thrones and Endgame if they if they caught it. And I'm sure probably Kevin didn't watch it because, you know, he (laughs) at least maybe not Endgame because, you know, uh, he's more of the Fantastic Three, if that makes sense. Where since we're the Fantastic Three, although it's really the Fantastic Four, but anyways, guys, ladies, it's always been fun. Um, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, here's my Hallmark moment in closing. Thank you guys so much for listening to us and 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 reaching out to us on the formats of social media and then listening to our con. Excuse me, reading our content on thefantasyunicorns.com. Again, you guys, there's um uh, there's clothes that you can purchase on our, on our website, and there's other things. So with that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, take a ride.